Show, 1073 FM and AM 580, Orlando's News and Talk. This is the 8 a.m. Expanded News Feed. 15 minutes of nonstop, in-depth coverage on today's top stories, the exclusive weather forecast, and an expanded I-4 traffic update. Orlando's only commercial-free 8 a.m. Expanded News Feed starts with the three big things you need to know right now. Three. Number 32 is now hanging from the rafters at Kia Center in downtown Orlando. The Magic retiring Shaquille O'Neal's number last night. The Magic were beaten by Oklahoma City Thunder before the ceremony happened last night. Congratulations to Shaq. Two. Democrat Tom Swazi defeats Republican Mazzy Pillip for the U.S. House seat vacated by the ousting of George Santos in New York. Republicans' razor-thin edge in the House is now cut to 219 to 213. One. Our top story on WDBO. Only the second time in American history a presidential cabinet member has been impeached. The yeas are 214 and the nays are 213. The resolution is adopted. Now, the next move, Scott, will happen in the Senate. M. Wynn continues our team coverage. The Republican-led House narrowly impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The yeas are 214 and the nays are 213. The resolution is adopted. After a failed effort last week, they accuse Mayorkas of failing to enforce immigration laws, triggering a crisis at the southern border that has resulted in millions of illegal migrant crossings since President Biden took office. The Senate could take up the impeachment by the end of the month. Emwin, ABC News, Washington. Coming up, a sunrail crash in Sanford. The story's ahead on Orlando's Morning News. I'm Channel 9 Eyewitness News Meteorologist Brian Shields. Up to 72 this afternoon. Coming up, we're tracking a warmer finish to the week and our next system moving in for this weekend. And seeing slowdowns on I-4 eastbound between Chanyung Parkway and Colonial Drive from the WDBO Traffic Center. I'm Ed Torrance. Thanks for being here for the 8 a.m. Expanded News Feed. 802 now. I'm Scott Inez. Orlando's Morning News on WDBO. 107.3 FM and AM 580. Orlando's News and Talk. I'm Marcia Taylor. I'm Casey Ryan. A crash involving a Sunrail train and a car is under investigation. The older couple, they were just here on the tracks there, and they got stuck. And we were had a customer here well, was able to help them out. So I was, thank God, was wondering what was going on, and just so happened everything was okay. It happened last night around 8 near Monroe Road and Orange Boulevard in Sanford. Seminole County Fire Rescue says everyone inside of the vehicle was able to get out before the crash, and no one was hurt. I'm Alexa Lorenzo for WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. The Archdiocese State Attorney launches its Violent Crimes Unit this week. It will look into cases that involved attempted murder, kidnappings, home invasions, armed robberies, not homicides. Uh, we want to deal with the gang violence before it gets to that point. You know, we want to deal with um, all these types of offenders that will, um, you know, eventually, you know, create a body on our streets. State Attorney Andrew Bain says reorganizing the office helped create the unit with five prosecutors. They will only focus on the worst of the worst cases. A Seminole County man said to be sentenced on an attempted manslaughter charge. A jury convicted Rocky Rudolph in January. Not in China, not, a, not in the form of trying to hurt him or anything. Investigators say he dragged a now-retired sheriff's deputy with his SUV during a traffic stop in 2019. Lawmakers are debating a bill that would lower the age requirement for purchasing rifles and shotguns. Lake County lawmaker Carrie Baker owns A.W. Peterson Gun Shop in Mount Dora. Says it's a provision that does nothing since the number of young adults buying guns from a dealer and committing crimes is almost non-existent. 
The debate comes as the state marks the anniversary of the Marjorie Stoneman High School shooting in 2018. Survivor Danielle Grant. It's just very eerie and it's still like ongoing, just memories of like what happened that day. I'm a coach at a gym and like I keep spreading that same love that I learned that day because, you know, tomorrow's never promised. Shooter Nicholas Cruz was allowed to buy a semi-automatic weapon because he was at least 18 years old. The state's proposed rule change would take the buying age, now 21, down to 18. Governor DeSantis proposes legislation to crack down on retail theft and porch piracy. Here's reporter Tanika Hughes. DeSantis says since he's taken office, shoplifting has decreased by 30%. His proposed legislation would make it a first-degree felony if a person commits retail theft with a gun and a second-degree felony if social media is used to try to get others to participate in the crime and reduce the stolen property value necessary to charge criminals with a felony for stealing delivered packages. The WDBO Business News is brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate and WDBO's consumer warrior Clark Howard says there's always talk about the housing market collapsing. What's happening with home prices is they're just kind of sitting there. What's going to happen over this decade is home prices are not going to grow like they have in the recent past where they went up so much every year because we've outrun affordability for most home buyers. So we're just going to meander along. You're not going to see the bottom fall out of the housing market in terms of what your home is worth, but you're also not going to see growth in prices like we've had in the rearview mirror. Better for buyers in the years ahead. We told you Tuesday the Florida Supreme Court decides not to expedite the challenge to the state's congressional district maps. Voter rights groups fought to successfully change the district maps before an appellate court reverted the decision in December. Reporter Jake Stofan tells us the challenges to the maps have also been filed in federal court. April Engeland Albright with Black Voters Matter, the lead plaintiff in the case, argues that hope is all but gone. We will not be able to get those um, those maps redrawn, unfortunately, and the voters will continue to be silenced You know, in Duval County. Stofan says those challenges are unlikely to be resolved before the November election. A scary scene in Texas Tuesday when a car crashed into an Austin emergency room. Here's reporter Andrew Dimberg. A vehicle's driver did not survive and several other people were hurt. Smoke filling the waiting room at St. David's North Medical Center as patients and staff ran for cover. I could hear tires spinning. Stephen Hughes was waiting for his wife in emergency surgery. I saw taillights of a vehicle buried deep into the lobby and there was some glass and water on the ground. He's just grateful his wife is okay. Very happy to be here safely with my, my wife and she's doing well. Their anniversary was just yesterday. And Sky No Launch for the company sending up a new lunar lander. They had trouble with fuel temperatures. They'll try again early Thursday morning at 1 a.m. All right. Thank you, Casey and Marsh. Happy Valentine's Day. It is 8.07 now, WDBO. I'm Scott Inez, Orlando's Morning News. We do have your weather and your traffic every six minutes. Good morning, Scott. We made it to Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. We're going to get some sunshine to go with those flowers today. Temperatures back in the low 70s, upper 70s. A few more clouds move back in tomorrow. And just like it's been all winter, the clouds return for Friday with highs approaching 78. Then our next storm system coming in from the Gulf of Mexico with a cold front attached.
to it to the north will lead to locally heavy downpours, possibly late Saturday afternoon, evening, and at least into Sunday, early to mid-afternoon. We've got some wet weather coming our way. From Channel 9 Eyewitness News, I'm Certified Chief Meteorologist Tom Terry. And currently, we're looking at 50 degrees right now. Sunshine at Orlando's Severe Weather Station. Ed Torrance is in the WDBO Traffic Center on a Valentine's Day morning. How are we doing out there, Ed? Scott, we got delays on I-4 eastbound approaching 27 to the 429. Slow again, Osceola Parkway to 535. From John Young to Colonial Drive and then a bit on the approach to Maitland as well. On the westbound side, delays from 46A continues to just after Lake Mary Boulevard. Tap of the brakes at Ivanhoe and approaching 535. Also watch out for a crash on 436 at Bear Lake Road, Edgewater Drive at South Palm Avenue. You got rescue crews on the scene there. ProTech Air Conditioning and Plumbing Service for honesty, integrity, and 100% customer satisfaction. Call ProTech at 407-291-1644 or visit ProTechAC.com. I'm Ed Torrance with Reliable Traffic Reports every six minutes in the morning on WDBO. Good Wednesday morning. It is 8.09 now. I'm Scott Inez, Orlando's Morning News here on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Orlando's News and Talk. Thanks so much for joining us on this Valentine's Day today. Well, on this day, Americans aren't just spending a lot of time on dating apps. They're also spending a ton of cash looking for love on these apps. Let's go in depth now because our goal is for you to understand the stories we talk about every day on WDB. Let's go live to ABC News technology reporter. Our tech guru, Mike Dabuski is here. And Mike, it, it used to be not long ago that these dating apps were sort of covert, right? But so many people I know now, so many people are using these sites and they're spending a lot of money on these sites as well, Mike. That's right. So last month, Scott set a new record when it comes to spending on dating apps. $206 million were spent on dating apps in just the United States in just that month alone. That's a new record. The previous record was in April of 2020. We can maybe read the tea leaves as to why people were feeling a little lonely around that time. But now the record has been broken. And when we look globally, Scott, uh, it's it's almost half a billion dollars wow. in spending when we talk about dating apps. Interestingly enough, the top spenders here uh, mm-hmm. are Tinder. That accounted for about a third of all the spending on dating apps. It happened on Tinder. Then Bumble, Hinge, Grinder, and Badoo. So those mm-hmm. are kind of the top category, top apps when it comes to spending. And uh, from the experts that I've talked to, that has been the case for uh, the past couple of years. The uh, same names keep coming up. I, I'm so glad I'm married, Mike. I mean, <laughs> and, and not only because of this reason, um, but, I, you know, I don't have to enter this realm, which is absolutely wonderful. Uh, but a lot of these dating apps, I mean, you just mentioned some of the numbers. A lot of these apps, they can cost you 50 bucks mm. a month, even more than that, right? If not more so. So, uh, again, people might be wondering if they're not on these apps, what exactly are people spending money on? Well, there's a couple of different revenue streams Mm. that these apps play with, right? One is the subscription service. Uh, So Tinder, Bumble, all these main apps offer a free version, but if you want to sort of vaunt your profile into a more exclusive club, potentially better, more attractive matches, well, then you have to pay for a various, you know, subscription 
tier, right? Seven, ten, fifteen dollars a month. Um, in addition, there are a number of one-off payments that people can make to, you know, uh, be able to message a certain individual that they didn't match with or some other features. Um, and we've also seen some apps try and branch out of the romance category into matching you with potential friends or matching you with potential business partners. And that kind of gets at this existential problem that dating apps face, right? Because if they work really well, right, if they match people with people they connect with and that those people start a relationship or maybe even get married and have a family well generally you delete the app after that if if they're really good at their jobs then they become irrelevant um which is i think is why you're seeing them start to experiment with other means by which to use their technology to match people up um interestingly enough another stat here that Mm -hmm. i'll give you is that the only category of apps that we spent more money on Mm -hmm. last month were streaming apps Mm. disney plus netflix and what have you so these are big spending apps big places for people to spend their money they sure are on this valentine's day i know there are major privacy concerns on dating apps as well we've heard from law enforcement officials today putting warnings out there how are these dating sites attempting to protect people using them here mike well, there's a couple different problems, first and foremost, here, Scott. One is uh, something that the FBI has warned about recently, uh, the uh, the potential for love scams to happen, where people create essentially fake accounts on these platforms to match with people and then essentially play on their emotions, manipulate them to get them to send money or credit cards or cryptocurrency or what have you. That's a problem that the FBI has warned about. We also have seen some reporting from uh, NordVPN in recent days about how uh, these apps collect data on some of their users, right? So every time you download an app, that app asks for certain permissions. Mm-hmm. Uber needs your location in order to send you cars, for instance. Um, but dating apps are very greedy when it comes to permissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, this report finds that nearly 25% of the permissions that they ask for aren't necessary for the app to function, meaning that all that data that's being collected goes to advertisers or it goes to other third parties. In terms of how these apps are cracking down on it, we really haven't seen a ton of of uh, movement there from the main players, right? The Tinders, the Bumbles, and the Hinges of the world. But we've also been tracking this new sect of the dating app market, the ultra-exclusive, ultra-expensive dating app. Things like The League and Raya, where you have to be invited to join And you don't just pay a couple bucks a month. You pay hundreds of dollars a month to be a part of these very exclusive clubs. They say that is a part, uh, a means by which to kind of uh, clear the field to to make it uh, a more exclusive experience and to cut down on those potential scams and data collection because of course they're making all their money mm-hmm. off of these uh, you know subscription fees which sure. can be very expensive yeah mike thank you for that report this morning that is abc news technology reporter our tech guru mike debusky here on valentine's day eight fourteen now at wdbo we do have your weather and your traffic every six minutes Plenty of sunshine with us, so as temperatures trying to rebound some this afternoon, we'll be in the upper 60s and low 70s tonight. Still cool to chilly, temperatures down in the 50s, then tomorrow warmer highs around 77. We get a much better chance of rain by this weekend. From Channel 9 Eyewitness News, I'm meteorologist Brian Shields. And currently, Brian, we're sitting at 51 degrees now at Orlando's Severe Weather Station. Ed Torrance is here in the WDBO Traffic Center. What's going on on a Wednesday morning, Ed? Scott, delays on I-4 eastbound beginning approaching 27, and that's going to continue to just after the 429. Slow again, Osceola Parkway to 535. John Young.
to Colonial Drive. And then you also got tap of the brakes between Lee Road and Maitland Boulevard. Westbound delays 46-8 to just after Lake Mary. After that, you're going to be clear heading into downtown, but then you got a tap of the brakes at Central Florida Parkway. Also got delays still on the 429 northbound, 535 to the Turnpike, southbound West Road to Plant Street. I'm Ed Torrance with Reliable Traffic Reports every six minutes in the morning on WDBO. 